My dear honorable and respected brothers and sisters, children and elders in faith, may peace, blessings, and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon each and every one of you. First and foremost, we, we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All praises are due to God Almighty, the creator of souls and the creator of our soulmates. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, وَمِن كُلِّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقْنَا زَوْجَيْنِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَذَكَّرُونَ And we created pairs of all things, so perhaps you would be mindful. We see examples of this all around us, male and female, sweet and bitter, day and night, plains and mountains, heat and cold, light and darkness. Glory be to the sustainer of us and our universe. And may peace and blessings be upon the one that was given excellence in mannerisms and morals. And you are truly a man of outstanding character, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about our beloved Prophet. May peace and blessings be upon him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his family, his companions, and those that walk in his footsteps until the last and final day. In today's sermon, I would like to touch upon a topic that our beloved Prophet encouraged. He said, marriage, nikah, is from my tradition. He who turns away from my tradition has nothing to do with us. Marriage is understood to be half of one's religion, one's, half of one's deen. It fulfills so many basic individual and societal needs. It plays a role in enriching spiritual, economic, physical, and emotional aspects of our human lived life. It helps preserve chastity and perpetuates a God-conscious human race. It is the cornerstone upon which the Muslim life is built. Marriage in the postmodern secular world we live in is in crisis. Divorce, infidelity, domestic violence, the decline of morality, and falling birth rates are some examples of this human-made crisis. So-called human enlightenment and advancement have ushered in a selfish young generation that rejects the rights, responsibilities, and values of marriage. Discontentment with the role and gender that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has assigned us defines our ego-centered modern era. On the other hand, faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and an unshakable commitment to the prophetic tradition encourages us to protect the family unit, the institution of marriage, and the spirit of cooperation and happiness. The essence of marriage is attained with goodness and ihsan. The outcome is a tranquil, hu humble, and content soul rooted in God's commands rather than its own whims.
Many people around the world are turning to Islam to find a happy, healthy, trustworthy, and God-centered marital way of life. Muslims around the world are getting married this time of the year. Couples from all over the world choose to have their marriage ceremony conducted at our beautiful, eco-friendly, and welcoming Cambridge Central Mosque. May the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descend upon all of the unions, new and old. May they be blessed with the wisdom necessary to make marriage work and beautify their lived experience through each other. May we witness the beauty of new life and thank God Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it. May we raise a new generation that lives and dies with the declaration of faith that there is none worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one and only almighty God, the greatest and the noblest. I read a hadith at the beginning reported by Anas bin Malik radiallahu an, the messenger of Allah, may peace and blessings be upon him said, whoever Allah provides with a righteous wife, Allah has assisted him in half of his religion. Let him fear and be God conscious of him regarding the second half. A righteous spouse is one of the greatest blessings of our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. May we recognize it as such and give thanks for it. <clears throat> While this is a vast topic that cannot be fully covered in a Friday sermon, I would like to reflect on steps that we can take that will lead us to a blissful, thriving marital union. First, let us understand marriage. Nikah in the Muslim tradition is a religious and a sacred function. It is a vow to one another and to God Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to live a life according to His commands and in accordance to the teachings of our beloved Prophet. May peace and blessings be upon him. The origins of this institution can be traced back to the existence of the first two human beings to ever walk this planet. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes this in Surah Nisa. O humanity, be mindful of your Lord who created you from a single soul and from it he created its mate and through both he spread countless men and women far and wide. And be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in whose name you appeal to one another and honor family ties. Surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ever watchful over you. In this verse, God Almighty reminds us twice about taqwa, God consciousness, while describing our origin. Verses of nikah usually contain the word taqwa, making God consciousness the most important component of marriage. We must be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our relationships, in our interactions, in our thoughts, in our speech, and in our actions. May we be God conscious in our married lives and we will see beauty emanate from our relationships. The Messenger of Allah, may peace and blessings be upon him, said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say on the final day, where are those who have mutual love for my glory's sake? 
Today I shall shelter them in my shadow when there is no other shadow but the shadow of mine. When we have God consciousness and taqwa in our relationship, not only will we build a beautiful marriage in this worldly life, but we will also guarantee ourselves a beautiful hereafter. This leads us to the second point I want to discuss, love, compassion, and mercy. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam and Hawa, Adam and Eve, may peace and blessings be upon them, we see that the human life and journey is not meant to be lived alone, but rather in companionship. When he, Adam salam, saw her, he immediately felt attraction and inclination towards her. This natural attraction between man and woman is God-given. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed and created compassion and love between spouses at the dawn of human existence. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ أَزْوَاجًا لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمَةً إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِقَوْمٍ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, and one of his signs is that he created for you spouses from amongst yourselves so that you may find comfort in them. And he has placed between you compassion and mercy. Surely in this are signs for people who reflect. In this verse, God Almighty attributed the institution of nikah as one of his signs. He then describes the objectives of marriage. It is to find comfort in one another. Our fitrah, our nature, yearns for a compassionate and merciful union. So we wonder, why is it that some people are able to find comfort and tranquility in their marriages while others are constantly arguing and unhappy? The answer is found in the paradigm through which we live our lives. If we see that the purpose of our existence is to worship the oneness of God Almighty, we will find peace. Indeed, in the remembrance of Allah, do hearts find tranquility, he tells us. Aisha radiallahu anha reported that the Messenger of Allah, peace and blessings be upon him, said, Verily, Allah is gentle and he loves gentleness. He rewards for gentleness what he does not grant for harshness, and he does not reward anything else like it. Faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encourages us to live a selfless, caring, and gentle marital life. While the egocentric, materialistic, modern era teaches us to live a harsh, selfish, and self-centered life. The last and final point I would like to discuss today is gratitude in marriage. The Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, said, he who is not grateful to humankind is not grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Gratitude is an important component of a successful marriage. Our, our prophets and our pious predecessors had successful and strong marriages. We take them as our guides and our role models. 
They were low on resources, but high on good characteristics and attributes such as contentment and gratitude. Today, we have all the resources, yet humanity cannot find contentment, beauty in others, and lasting bliss. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ وَلَإِن كَفَرْتُمْ إِنَّ عَذَابِي لَشَدِيدٌ If you are grateful, I will increase you. And if you are ungrateful, my punishment is severe. Let us today renew our vows to be grateful human beings. While much more can be said on this topic, may we return to our lives with a commitment to be loving, God-conscious human beings. I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the ummah, the community, is able to fix and beautify their marriages. May we live as students of life and marriage, recognizing that the more we learn, the closer we can grow to each other and in closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May we improve our communities. May we improve our communications with one another, the backbone of a healthy Muslim marriage. May we speak to one another like best friends and have proper adab and respect towards each other. May our marriages be a fulfillment of the Qur'anic supplication taught to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata a'yun wa ja'alna lilmuttaqina imama. Our Lord, bless us with pious spouses and offspring who will be the joy of our hearts and make us models for the righteous. May we smile at each other look good for one another, and encourage one another. May we make our marriages a partnership rather than a competition. I dream and pray for a future British Muslim community that rejects racism when considering spouses. The Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, said in his final sermon that no man and no woman is superior to another based on ethnicity or color. We are solely judged by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for our sincerity and our piety. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ خَلْقُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَاخْتِلَافُ أَلْسِنَتِكُمْ وَأَلْوَانِكُمْ إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِلْعَالِمِينَ And one of his signs is the creation of the heavens and the earth and the diversity of your languages and colors. Surely in this are signs for those of sound knowledge. I pray that parents create an environment of ease for their children to get married. When the permissible is made difficult, then the impermissible becomes easy. May the young honor their parents and preserve the ties of kinship. May they draw from their parents wisdom, love and experience and make wise decisions on who and when to marry. May we recognize the sanctity of marriage and fight the real enemy, the ego and the devil. For unmarried people looking to get married, we pray that the Almighty bless them with kind, caring and pious spouses. May they strive to seek the knowledge necessary to beautify their future unions and fulfill the rights of their future spouses. Those that are married, may we live life 
with God consciousness, with gratitude, and may we embody prophetic mannerisms. I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we are able to build beautiful marriages, raising inspiring families, and leave behind a legacy of a faithful British Muslim for generations to come. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullaha li wa lakum wa lisa'iril muslimina fastaghfiruh innahu huwa al-ghafoor al-raheem.